Hello, Just Sports fans, and welcome back to another episode with John Cawthon, your host. And this week, we are going to be visiting the AFC West, and we're going to be talking about what each team should do in Week 18, the final week of the NFL season upon us. So we're going to get right into it and start talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and what they should do in Week 18. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs are in the unique position of already having locked in the number three seed in the playoffs. So nothing they can do in this game, win or lose, is going to matter for them. They've already got it locked up. So the obvious start for us with the Kansas City Chiefs is rest the starters. Don't take any unnecessary chances with the top personnel. And I think they've already come out and said that uh, Patrick Mahomes is not going to be playing in this game, which makes, to me, perfect sense. Uh, you're not playing for anything. You have had him now for so long, a couple of years, that he pretty much knows what he's doing and that kind of thing. There's no reason whatsoever to go out there and risk him whatsoever. So uh, I don't know if they have said that with any other personnel. I assume they probably have. Um, should have done a little more research on that before doing this. But uh, at any rate, any of their, their real top personnel, they should just go ahead and sit down and make sure they're not playing and taking any unnecessary chance. However, that being said, I, I here's what I think one of the things they really need to figure out, though, even if the backups are in, because they need to figure out their offense this week, uh, even if it is the backups. And, you know, their starters are going to still be sitting on the sideline watching this thing. They could be going over it with the coaches, putting in their input of what, what they're seeing is not working and why and that kind of thing. So it will be a really good chance for the starters who are not playing this game to still be engaged, still be looking at what's working, what's not, and yet have the Chiefs be trying to do game plans or things that they're trying to still work on and trying to get corrected so that when they go into practice and start practicing for their home playoff opener, that they will already have on film what was going on in this game to work on. And I think the Chiefs are one of these teams where they're really smart. Andy Reid's a smart guy. I, I believe they will be doing that. And I think that's part of the reason why they are going to their immediate backup to play so that they can execute these things well. However, uh, I would like to see um, their, I don't know if he's activated or not, but the Chris Oladukun, I believe, might be on their uh, practice squad roster. If he's still part of their team, I'd like to see him get a shot to play as well, too. Uh, but, you know, it's not necessarily necessary uh, for that to happen. So, at any rate, um, a lot of the other Chiefs that don't get a lot of playing time, especially like their you know, third, fourth, fifth receiver type guys, the backup number two, backup number three tight ends, uh, all those kind of guys, backup linemen. I mean, all these people should be getting uh, plenty of playing time in this game, you know, to also help out with um, rest and just in case of injury in the playoffs, these guys who can come in have a lot more reps, so to speak, that they typically do not get. So I think the biggest thing with the Chiefs is is that right there. You, you don't want to play your starters, don't want to get anybody hurt. Uh, you want to figure out your offense, so you still want to run your plays and things that you're trying to work on. And I think the other big lesson here is for the Chiefs is they're not obviously going to have home field throughout the playoffs, you know, unless like the Ravens or I'm assuming the Dolphins lose. So they also need to get not get comfortable with this idea of being at home. It's almost like a false preset that they're going to be at home for one game, uh, which I think could be end up being a trap for them. So they got to almost, it's kind of weird to say, but in a way, 
they almost got to treat their home game as a road game uh, or at least have that mentality of, okay, you know, we, we got this one here, but it's likely that they won't get that going forward. Um, especially with the way the Ravens have been dominating people. So um, they got to get ready mentally for that. That's the other thing I think in week 18, they, they kind of need to bend a little bit of a, an eye and an ear to. Um, and then this is my opinion here that I, I think they really need to start treating this year as the beginning of the end. And what I mean by that is the receivers haven't really stepped up like they thought they were going to. Travis Kelsey is starting to hit that point where he can't be 100% efficient every time he's out there given his age. And, you know, if they go off and win this thing, he may very well retire. He looks like he's starting to think about home life. You know, um, and it's kind of weird to say with him dating a celebrity. We all know who that is. But at the same time, I think he's he's there's little nuances you can see this year where he may be starting to slow down a little bit. And that's going to be a huge, huge deal for the Chiefs, especially not having that kind of top elite number one receiver that they're going to have to kind of treat this year as the beginning of the end of all these good things. Now, obviously, you still have Mahomes, you still have Pacheco. So that's good, but they're going to have to start looking at what they have in the quarterback and the running back spots as doing this in the receiver and potentially the tight end spot as well, too. So they need to kind of have that in mind as they're going forward. Um, and so I think more for week 18, it's more of, um, you know, finding a way to get those other other areas like the running back and receivers going. Um and I think it'll throw a lot of people off too if they can make stuff happening from those two positions rather than just a tight end spot all the time. So uh, that's why I mean by this year's beginning of the end and and start you know start kind of trying to get that going a little bit. Uh, but the other thing they need to do is just have confidence. They they are still one of the better teams in the NFL. Still one of the better teams in the AFC. Some people believe that they are still the best team in the AFC. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but I do think they are overall the best coach and probably overall have the best powerhouse talent um, at certain spots. But I don't think they are the best in the NFL, and I don't think they're the best in the AFC. We'll get to that another time. Uh, but they should be fine, uh, at least for their home game, and I believe that they could even win another playoff game beyond that, depending on who it is. And that leads me to my next team, which is a team that needs to be thinking about things in a little bit different light, which is the Denver Broncos. And the Broncos are kind of a mess this year. I mean, I think a lot of people had them pegged to do a lot better, uh, but we all knew it was going to be a little bit of an issue. I think Sean Payton had kind of set that in motion a little bit of how bad of a job was done before him, but I still think they could have done a little bit better overall. Obviously the play of Russell Wilson has not lived up to their expectations and probably not Russell Wilson's expectation himself. At least you would hope so. But the bottom line for the Broncos for this week 18 game is that they need to play their young guys. They really do. They, they need to get the young guys going. If Sean Payton's going to be there for a couple of years, uh, even if Russell Wilson's not, then they need to figure out the young guys. Do you have what you need going forward or not? And this is the game that, to make that happen and, and play these guys. And I don't think they should be benching any starters. I, don't, I really, I mean, unless it's, you know, somebody that you're already sure is going to 
not be here next year, then go ahead and play the younger guy. But if you're going to play the older players, then you know, evaluate them on this game. Like, are they giving up? Are they not? Are they wanting to show? You know, all those kind of things that you would do as a coach and evaluate them as like, do they want to be here or not? And then push that culture change despite the season and go get the win. Now, ironically, they're playing the Raiders, who we'll talk about next, but go get that win if you can, because that's the culture change, right? You don't have anything really to play for except the fact that are you getting better? Are you going to be here next year? Do you want to show that? And I think that's kind of what Peyton's been hinting at is that despite their struggles, you know, they're in this for the long haul. They're rebuilding this for the long haul. And the players who want to be there will show that in this game. And then I think also start setting that expectation like we're kind of just talking about for the next season. This season was a disappointment in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of guys who are coming back. And there's maybe some that's not. But you still got to have this attitude of, as a coach, especially in Sean Payton's mind, you got to have this attitude of, I didn't come here to lose, right? And you didn't get to the NFL to lose. And I think that's one thing that Peyton's been a very good coach about. You could say he's old school or whatever, but he definitely pushes that envelope of like, you're going to play hard. You're going to earn that check. You're going to earn your fame and all that. He he definitely comes from that older cower school, um, you know, Ray Lewis type. I I think he's more in that vein and, and I think he will push that. And, they got a lot of evaluation to do. I try to get as many players as you can on tape for this game, I think, and really go through there. Uh, they have a lot of off-season things we can talk about, and at some point we will do an off-season, an off-season podcast on each NFL team, but I'll save a lot of that for then. And then talking about the team they're going to play in the Raiders, so I think we want to talk about the Raiders here a little bit, and we want to talk about how and we're probably going to spend a little bit of time here on the Raiders because they got a lot of things going on. Um, so there's a good portion of this is probably going to be about the Raiders. But, you know, they went with uh, interim GM, interim head coach, and Antonio Pierce. And I got to say, like, Antonio Pierce has been really good for this team. And I, I'm not typically a big, big fan of interim coaches. I do think the Raiders have made a mistake potentially in Bisashi a couple years back. I uh, didn't go with him. And uh, now we're seeing it again with Antonio Pierce, except that now they do have a chance to actually hire Antonio Pierce, not make the same mistake they did the last time they had this situation. And I think they should. I don't know if Antonio Pierce will be the right guy down the road. I don't know if he'll be there in five, six years. Um, hard to say right now. But I will say that he feels like the, the best fit. He, he's got these guys to believe in him. They pulled off a couple of wins when maybe they shouldn't have, especially with a uh, rookie fourth round quarterback and, and O'Connell, who I want to talk a little bit about. And uh, I think uh, the book's still out on O'Connell. I'm not sure if he is the guy and it looks like they're going to have a high enough pick to replace him. One thing is for certain. I, I definitely think that O'Connell should be there next year. I don't think they should, look to move him at all. Uh, he should at least be the backup. I think that will help everybody. I think that'll help Pierce. I think that'll help, you know, if they draft Michael Penix or Bo Nix or somebody like that in the draft, then, you know, you can kind of have a quarterback competition. And if nothing else, O'Connell can be the backup and help that rookie along with what he knows. I just think it'd be, be overall good. I, I actually kind of think in a way, and we'll get to this in a second, that this team might actually fare better with a veteran quarterback. But 
for right now, talking about, um, you know, what I think they should do for week 18 here. And that is, I do think they should play the starters like we were just talking about. I do think they should play O'Connell. I do think they should play Adams, Max, Crosby, if he's healthy, you know, all these, all these guys, all these starters, play them all. You're, you want to send a message that Pierce is going to be your coach. These are your guys. You guys, we expected better of you. Now go out there and win this. Show us at the end that you're going to win this thing and that you're pushing for something going into the offseason next year. Um, I don't think they should make any promises for next year, not right now. Um, I know a lot of people are like, give it to Antonio Pierce and da-da-da and, and you know, give it to him now. And it, I don't agree with that. Um, I think behind the scenes there should be some conversation with Antonio Pierce that there's a good chance, so forth, so on, so that Pierce has that confidence to feel like he's really got the chance and he can – more or less convey that to the team, you know, so that they can push for him as well too in, in their play and go out there and get that win versus the Broncos. Show, show this team, get this team to realize like, Hey, you know, we're going to end the season on a high note. We're going to show that, you know, with the rookie fourth round quarterback and a lot of the things that's happened that we're still pushing, we're still a good team and we're going to make it that way. We're going to be that way all through the off season. And, uh, but at the same time, there's a lot of things this, this year with this team that I felt like didn't really fit. You know, it seemed like at times their uh, offense just couldn't get coordinated right. And then there was times where their defense surprisingly didn't give up some points or some yards and things. Uh, so, it, you know, continuity and things like that. So I think there are going to be players that need to be let go, especially in our new head coach, probably new um, general manager and all that. So, they, you know, again, this is more offseason, but definitely use this game to see who fits this team and who doesn't. And, you know, if it, they're not fitting it as they're playing to pull them out, get somebody else, you know, rotate guys in there. Uh, use this game along with the others to see who fits around Pierce's coaching. Again, a little bit more offseason thing there, but um, at this point with Pierce coaching a couple games, they should start to kind of see that, especially towards the end when they're already eliminated. And then – you know, again, a little bit leaning towards the offseason here, but uh, I think this is a big game for their offensive coordinator who was uh, the interim and hard agree. Uh, you know, is he going to be the OC? He's got an interesting pass with some quarterbacks, and if he is going to be the, the OC, then I think, you know, it's time to kind of look at this game, see what he does with uh, O'Connell again, and, you know, maybe even start asking him after this game's over about, uh, what he thinks, you know, does he think he'd do well better with a, you know, older quarterback or a younger quarterback? He's he's had good experiences with Ryan Tannehill, for instance, Mac Jones, Sam Darnold. He's coached all those guys. They've had some of their better years with him, not their best years with him. I find that very interesting considering who we're talking about. Ryan Tannehill's not been great. Mac Jones has not been great. Sam Darnold's, you know, obviously a backup. So that that's very nerve wracking to want to bring in one of those guys as maybe a future quarterback. But, uh, and again, we can get more in this in an off season at some point, but I, I think if they're going to look at this game as a precursor to keeping Antonio Pierce and keeping hard degree as the OC, then, you know, these are all legitimate questions that, you know, you want to look at this game and see, okay, how much of these questions do we need to be asking in the next game? The Raiders to me are out of every team in this division are probably the ones that could, really go one way or another. Um, 
I, I think they could really do really well, depending on what offseason moves they make, or we could find them being the number four team next year in that division. It, it's They have a real high ceiling and a real low floor. Um, I don't know. I don't know where they'll do, but it's it's going to be curious to see. But they, no matter what, they've got to use this game to get themselves pumped up, go out there, win it, push hard for Antonio Pierce, and, you know, Make it so they win, so that he can say, "Hey, probably he might get the win. He might get the job, even if they don't win." But I think a win would just really solidify that to the uh, Raiders' ownership. Uh, now, one team that, speaking of ownership, that seems to be somewhat of a mess and needs to get things right is the Chargers. Now, I'm going to spend a lot of time on the Chargers because they're a big market team, being in LA. But I do want to talk a little bit about them since we are talking about the whole uh, AFC West here. Now, I'm just going to uh, suffice it to say that uh, I wouldn't play any of their starters if they're under contract after this year. Keep everybody healthy. Uh, you're going to pr- end up with a new coach. Uh, the, the GM job may be up for grabs there. Who knows? Uh, but I wouldn't make uh, I wouldn't make any starters play. Just, just save all that. Don't have anybody get any really bad long-term injuries at this point. You want to have everything fresh for the next coach coming in. Make no promises to anyone, any player. Outside of Herbert, don't make any promises to anyone. Uh, this roster has some older players on offense, has some players that didn't do as well, and still needs some overhauls on defense. So I wouldn't make any promises to anyone. Just send everybody out there to play and see who wants to be there or not. Uh, give everyone a chance in this game that hasn't had one and see what you got moving forward. I mean, if there's somebody that hasn't played, that could play, that's done well in practice, get them out there. Let's see what they got. You know, this – this whole roster is going to have to be evaluated um, so that, you know, one, they know what kind of coach they're looking for, and two, really be able to reset this thing for a coach coming in, uh, especially if it's an offensive coach coming in. And then get out, like, a, a little bit tied into the uh, one of the first things I said here first is um, get out of this game healthy. Even if you don't play all your starters, you know, if somebody's got a little tweak, don't, you know, try not to let them keep playing, sub in somebody else, just – Get out of her healthy, especially if it's anybody under contract going forward. And then I think the message to the players really needs to be that they need to forget this season. You're going to have a new coach, probably new GM. You're going to have new staff. This season did not go as what it should have been. And honestly, I think, uh, you know, I think their their previous head coach um, should have been fired in the off in the prior off season, this off season, 2023 off season. And I think it was a terrible, I think it was a terrible decision to, to have kept him as long as they did. I think they should have changed it. They should have probably gotten Sean Payton to be honest, but they didn't. And then uh, mentality of a new season after this game's over, just again, like as soon as this thing's over, just, uh, you know, pretty much dismiss these guys, let them go on their vacations for the rest of the off season and just, just get their minds fresh. You know, that this team just strikes me as, as having just mentally just burned out, done. I think we all saw that in the last couple of games, and um, they just need to forget it, move on, get back, and just know that the whole thing is refreshed, and hopefully with a really good top-end coach that can get them somewhere with Justin Herbert for once. So anyway, uh, that's the AFC West, and I uh, hope you guys – 
enjoyed that, and we'll be doing another podcast on the entire NFC conference. So stay tuned to Just Sports for that coming out this weekend as well, too. So you're going to get kind of a, a, back, a double header, back to back, if you will, this weekend. And so happy New Year to you guys on that. And I thank you all for listening to Just Sports. And remember, you can find the Just Sports podcast on redcircle.com, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio Public. If you would like to get in touch with Just Sports, please visit our Facebook page. Uh, go to facebook.com backslash groups backslash Just Sports with John. And remember, Just Sports. Now go out and be the best sport you can be. Thanks and take care.